0: Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show
1: with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. I'd like to hear about your camping trip. You went into the mountains, mm-hmm. and um, I like mountains, and I like camping, and yeah, what, what? tell me about it. You like me? Yeah, most of the time, unless we're playing a heated game of chess. Yeah, we'll talk about chess, too. So Uh-oh. I went
0: to, uh, <laughs> we went into the Sierras, uh, we went past um, Shaver Lake, which Shaver Lake is kind of like a mountain town. Um, and it's pretty popular around here and uh shaver lake is a town obviously there's a lake called shaver lake that is dammed off and that's how the lake was formed that's how most lakes are formed i guess around here's dams and uh yeah it's up there in the mountains
1: making the lake out of it
0: yeah and using water as you need it so this lake like there's a bunch of lakes up there but shaver lake's the big one And you keep going back further into the Sierras and you come across Huntington Lake. And then there's like way up in the Sierras, there's Florence Lake and Edison Lake. And um, so, yeah, we went like to Huntington Lake and then went, took a turn further into the Sierras, which just keeps like doing switchbacks up to the mountains. And then eventually it turns into a a two lane called Kaiser Pass. So it's just a one way like path, just potholes and it's paved but it's pretty fucked up you know and uh it's it's like everyone knows about kaiser pass but not a lot of people go back there because you kind of need a good clearance vehicle or four-wheel drive and it's you're right on the edge it's it's pretty scary yeah like you're right on the edge and there's turnoffs and stuff but uh it's like you're right on the edge most of the time and um so yeah we went back there and There's a place called Mono Hot Springs, which is natural hot springs. There's like, I guess, six to eight, like just hot tubs in the side of the land there, mountain or something. And and, uh, we didn't go to those, but they're there. We went a little bit further to Mono Creek Campground, where we camped for the night. Uh, Before we did that, we went on about a five and a half mile hike. It was all elevating, like elevation going up, 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 up. And then you got to a little lake. It was called Cobalt, Cobalt Lake, I think. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just a small little like serene lake. We were the only ones on the trail, only ones at nice. the lake. And yeah. it was nice. Yeah, it was, it was pretty quiet. And uh, yeah, then we went just went and camped. I made the lentil stew. And it was that. I made a fire. And
1: yeah. It said you slept. made your fire out of uh, flint and tinder?
0: Yeah, I brought a lighter. But I also have like... Um, you know, I don't even know if it's flint and tinder. It's attached to my knife. This is where I'm, I don't know for sure. It's attached to my knife and you pull this little stick out and it's a piece of metal and you rub it against the knife and it creates a bunch of sparks. Yeah, it's flint and
1: steel. Yeah.
0: Flint and, all right, flint and steel. So that's what I made the fire out of. It was harder than I
1: thought. Isn't that a very satisfying feeling though when you make a fire like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. yeah. When we went camping a couple weeks ago, I bought a um, a fire stick. And so like you shave a little bit of the magnesium off and then you create the spark and then it, you know, it, mm, creates, yay. it creates the fire. It's actually really awesome because it's like a six inch stick. So you can get a really nice, you know, easy shave and then a really yeah. easy spark. Um, but man, even like that's a pretty easy way to start a fire in the wilderness. But even doing that feels more like I feel accomplished. Then mm-hmm. when I just like, here's a ladder, here's some ladder fluid, let me do it. You know what I mean? Uh, not uh-huh. that there's anything wrong with that, but something different about starting a fire with just gathering what you need. And, you know, you, even yeah, if it's just like you said, the flint and steel, it's good stuff.
0: Yeah, it's, it was a good, um, it's just noteworthy, you know, like it was more than just clicking a button. So, exactly. yeah, I, we got to the campsite and we didn't realize you could have campfires because it's, it's the Sierras last year. Right. Um, it's fire season right now last year this we were a little bit further east and north of where the big fire was but we had the creek fire yeah the creek fire which was at shaver lake and it burned up like hundreds uh-huh. of thousands of acres yeah so we were like oh, probably no campfires but we got up there in the campground you could have a campfire so i had the good old four john trusty camp axe nice. and i you know i don't know if it's legal or not i don't know if i don't think they want you to do this but i went and chopped up some dead trees and shit so
1: well i don't know what california rules are but in michigan if it's dead and down then it's pretty well fair game yeah uh yeah. to to take
0: and that ma- it, it makes sense to me because it's either it's going to just going to lay there and rot or i'm going to yeah. use it
1: to burn or it's going to burn right. on its own if you're so. yeah, if cutting down live trees that's a much different story but yeah. Well
0: I mean I started going at this uh sequoia but it really took you long. <laughs> yeah. So with just, your
1: with your hatchet. Yeah, I had the How did you're your just carving. Perform?
0: It was pretty good. I think it needs a good sharpening but mm. um it's just a small little camp axe so it's yeah. not like made to like chop wood really. <laughs> no.
1: It's yeah, not so the, it was kind of difficult. The one that I had I had not done this before but I was making kindling out of a piece of Uh, just like a piece of firewood so Mm -hmm. you take you take it in little portions you probably know how to do this but you take your hatchet and you put it on like a small you know let's call it a pie piece of the piece of firewood Mm -hmm. and you smack it into it and then you Mm -hmm. just like on the fire pit itself or a rock or something you Mm -hmm. drive the hatchet down through the piece of wood and that creates smaller like kindling pieces oh yeah which um i had never done that before in practice i'd seen lots of people do it and uh, and all that, but like actually doing it, I was like, man, this is awesome. This was, <laughs> it was great. Yeah. My hatchet cool. was very handy when we were, yeah. when we were out camping. So
0: yeah. Have you ever, yeah, it worked pretty good. And so, yeah, we made a fire just a uh, willy nilly. And, um, have you ever, uh, seen or done the, I don't even know what it's called, but it's like a fireplace. You, you carve out the middle of a log, throw that on the fire and it creates like a chimney Oh, yeah. I've never done it, but called. I know
1: what you're talking about.
0: Man, we used to do that with my uncles, and I don't know how they did it. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Did yeah. You it, no,
1: no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I sat there for six hours, card up the middle. Yeah.
1: No. Um, no we just so, said, like, we you, you went up there, so you, were, you got out of the city. You guys live in Fresno. You mm-hmm. wanted to get out of the city. Are you guys dealing with a lot of smoke and... Stuff from all the wildfires that are going on in California right now,
0: I guess it's been a pretty good summer for us so far. Last year, we in the month of August, we didn't really see the blue sky at all, there was no sunlight, it was Mm -hmm. pretty shitty because of the creek fire. Um, this year, I mean, the sun's shining right now. This it was Friday. Smoke moved in and Saturday before we left, it was like gross. Yeah. And then even yeah. coming back today, it was it was kind of like gray and nasty. The weather reports say it's unhealthy for everybody right now to stay yeah, inside. That's, so it's really interesting. Is it fucked up? I don't yeah. really like it at all. At all. That's, at all. Yeah.
1: Like I and it's not like that in many other states, even like states that have large population centers as well, like California. Right. So it's it's interesting to me it's, how. The air quality in most of the major cities in California is not good.
0: <laughs> it's a hundred percent because of the, the the wildfires. So even uh, like okay. even like being around a campfire, like breathing in that smoke isn't right. really good for you, right? Right. It's, it's, right? It's bad for you. Yeah. So just multiply that by hundreds of thousands of acres that are burning in California every single yeah. summer, and yeah. the geographical nature of Fresno and the Central Valley—we're surrounded by the Sierras to the east, and then mountain ranges to our west before the coast hits yeah. so if there's any fire to the north or fire at the coast it's gonna get kind of we're in like a bowl so fresno right. you w- know. all that smoke comes in and it just sits and like unless god turns on the fan that shit's not going <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah you know so that's that's the nature of why it's unhealthy and plus you add in smog and everything and i guess back in the 70s there's the dragon there's like yes smog yeah, I've been trying to get the gull, dude. <laughs> but He won't let me. You want the so, Arkad Stone? Yeah, I guess like back in the sixties and seventies, like the cars when pollution wasn't like yeah. thought of cars and were just blowing black smoke and shit. It was like really, really bad, but all like reform happened and cars got better and the air yeah, quality. Yeah, that's got why better.
1: like cars now have specific uh, for California. Like this does mm-hmm. not meet blah 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 right. whatever to California yeah, y- code. You have to get smog checked every
0: yeah. 2 years on your car here, I think. Interesting. Yeah. It's to register a car.
1: You do so a smog check. We're talking about wildfires and I was on a I've been on sort of like an environmental kick the last couple is um we were at work, we were tasked with finding some beneficial, environmentally friendly initiatives that we can you know, improve the park and and some of the the land that we're managing and so I've been I've been looking into a bunch of this stuff and I came across this article which you know what this qualifies for bones this qualifies mm-hmm. for good fucking news good fucking news good fucking news good fucking news <laughs> so um there's been a lot of wildfires out west this year um and so there is a an instrument on board the international space station. And it's been uniquely positioned to. with valuable Intel regarding wildfire progressions and hotspots over time. And this Mm -hmm. program is called eco stress. So it's helped frontline responders contain about 53% of the bootleg fire in Southern Oregon, uh, which Mm -hmm. two weeks ago, which it was the largest wildfire burning in the United States and there's been there's lots of wildfires happening um but what this basically does ecostress is the ecosystem Spaceborne thermal radiom- radiometer experiment on space station <laughs> that's what ecostress stands for Jesus. um it's measuring surface temperature from the vantage point of space with the ability to observe like the, the, uh, the fires at like a high spatial resolution. So it's like, imagine you're 70 meters above the ground with, you know, a hundred feet above the ground, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so that makes it ideal for them to track the wildfires, which has been really beneficial to actually figure out for the the wildland firefighters and the U S forest service to disperse the you know the critical infrastructure and the response that they need it at the most you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. the the hottest and most extreme areas are where the resources are needed most and so that's where they get to go because they actually know where those spots are so i thought that was pretty cool
0: because of space
1: dude and this is technology at its finest like this is why space is a big deal and why it's i mean it's good it's good to invest in stuff like this So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool.
0: That's awesome, man. You can see everything from up there. So that makes sense.
1: And they so there's a big uh, uh, wildfire in northern California, which is called the Dixie Fire. Yeah, that's the smoke we're getting right now. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's doubled in size as of yesterday or two days ago or no, it was yesterday. I'm sorry. The seventh was yesterday. It's doubled in size to more than 220,000 acres in a few days. Yeah, um, so eco, eco stress, that system mm-hmm. is being used to fight back against those fires, which is, yeah. which is good. So, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, forest, wildland firefighting and everything. That's just a wild, literally wild, dude. And, like a terrifying yeah. job too. Uh, one of my best friends growing up, did it for a couple of years. I still have a friend doing it. And I have a mm-hmm. friend that I met out here that was on Cal fire for. Uh, Like five seasons or something like that. Yeah, and just it's wild what they go through to do, and like the the process of putting. I don't even know it that well, but I know they make fire lines and and like if you I don't know if you ever get a chance. Anybody might listen to might be interested. Like YouTube a forest fire, and like just the speed at which these things can fucking move. Sometimes Mm -hmm. if it gets a headwind or anything, like it's literally like a rainstorm, and like you don't stand a chance.
1: It is pretty crazy, and Wildland Firefighters are some of the most ridiculous, like, ballsy people on the planet. They they work, you know, 16 hours at a time. They're on their feet. They're fucking... I mean, it's hard work, too, and they sleep on the ground, and they... You know what I mean? It's just an intense, intense yeah. job. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool, and, like, the the whole thing... I'm, it's cool to see the that technology is doing something beneficial um, to help combat some of these wildfires. Cause we're even seeing, I mean, it's not as bad right now, but for a little while there we were getting smoke and smog in Michigan. Like, you know, we were having blood moons and really mm-hmm. the, you could, it was really hazy for like two weeks in a, in a row. Mm-hmm. So that was, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so going off of the, the looking at environmentally friendly things that, that can be done, I came across another article. So this is a two-part of good fucking news. Good fucking news. <laughs> I had to share this one because, obviously, we like whiskey. And um in Scotland, they make scotch for anyone that doesn't know, they have developed – they're the first they, – In the entire world to process 100% of all of their, like, waste products. And one of the biggest things that's happened in the last couple of months, they have developed um, a fleet of low-carbon trucks powered by biomethane derived from the dregs of whiskey production. Um, So basically, their trucks are running on waste materials that they're using like from the distillery yeah. and to i mean i think that's fucking awesome
0: it's <laughs> that's, that's pretty rad yeah that's um <laughs> and like
1: they process everything on site too so that's not like stuff's getting shipped off to a refinery and then you know the, the fuel is coming back like everything is at the glenfiddich distillery which um like i said they're the the first distillery to process 100 percent of its waste residues on site And it's also the first to process those residues into biogas fuels to power the truck. So I
0: want to, I want to, do they have pictures of their trucks?
1: Yeah. They look like normal semi trucks, um, Mm. but they're low carbon eco-friendly fuel and they're using that stuff anyway. So, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's, that's great. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) So, pretty fucking hilarious i want to see their numbers like and see how much like how cost efficient everything it is that's i mean because like you know i don't know dude
1: so here's an amazing stat about this whole thing i didn't i didn't share this yet but here's the the, um, one of the most amazing things about this whole process their innovative closed loop system is set to cut annual greenhouse gas emissions by up to 99 percent and an equivalent Environmental impact of planting 4,000 trees every single oh. year. That's pretty <laughs> sick. Right.
0: Whiskey, and and dude.
1: believe it or not. So they use, so like when they process these, uh, these leftovers, so it's, you know, the, the grains and whatever that they distill the the beverage from, mm-hmm. they are then processing them into biofuel, but they're still leftover. So there's leftover solids from the biofuel production. Um so what they're doing with that is they're giving it to local farmers and using it as fertilizer.
0: The poop, <laughs> dude, it's the poop.
1: So man. they're doing only, it all. Not only are they using biofuel or making biofuel out of the waste products, they're making fertilizer out of the biofuel waste products. So like they're drawing CO2 away they're drawing like the CO2 out of the atmosphere because these fertilizers enrich the soil so much to the point, because that's what the soil does. That's what plants do. You know what I mean? They take carbon to carbon dioxide and make oxygen. Right. Yeah. So it's really, it got, it was like, man, I should go buy a bottle of (laughs) Glen Yeah,
0: man, they're doing some good shit over there at Glen
1: And that's, good fucking news let me tell you what fucking news
0: man (laughs) oh man you know what's cool is how we breathe oxygen and give off co2 yeah and plants and trees breathe basically breathe co2 and give off oxygen that's pretty cool
1: it's crazy isn't it it's crazy man yeah so it's pretty neat some good fuck the week right there Mm -hmm. which has been desperately needed i feel with Um, a lot of the negativity and the so-called, I mean, the rising COVID numbers and all sorts of shit going on. We gotta, we need, Hmm. we need more camping and more good news.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. It felt pretty good to get out there for sure. I haven't been on camping in a while, so. Yeah.
1: We had, had a rugby tournament yesterday and, um, definitely feeling that today. So been laying pretty low, but man, it felt good to, to get out. And and do the damn thing after, it's. Been, I mean, we've played some games, but like really, that was the first time that it was a very large group. It was probably you know, two hundred people in the same space, like wow playing rugby. You know, that was pretty special.
0: That's <laughs> pretty cool. It felt was it like the cool Michigan Cup times?
1: Yeah, it was Michigan Cup up in Traverse City. Who won? The Tradesman won. Yeah, the Tradesman won. So. <sighs> hey, that's five years in a row now that they've won. So obviously though, I mean, they're, they're the best club in Michigan right now. Uh, they're, they're, they're actually a D two club. So such is life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Nice uh, to see
1: a lot of faces that I haven't seen, like saw butters and birdie from CMU played with mm -hmm. Chewy from CMU. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was good. I mean, good kind of reconnecting to, that and the people that surrounded the sport you know
0: yeah that's awesome
1: yeah felt really good
0: i have a question for you yeah how many plants do you have in your home
1: oh my god connor just bought a bunch more plants um i think we have probably at least eight
0: yeah we're, we're around there
1: And then we just, so we just finished our like outdoor deck setup Mm -hmm. and I, I sawed a whiskey barrel in half by hand with a hand saw. And I didn't realize how heavy and awkward whiskey barrels were until I did that. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Connor made a beautiful two planters out of the two halves of the whiskey barrels Mm -hmm. and man, they look really good. They look really good. So there's like, Multiple flowers and some other stuff in there so i don't know if you count those in your home but they're definitely part you know close
0: yeah, yeah they're part of the family
1: yeah so i don't know probably like 15 20 then yeah wow wow wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. we
0: have oh okay so we have five of them right here wow. a lot of little baby plants yeah to, like jess's get this so Pets are like the new kids, right? Yep. Plants are like the new pets.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Kids are something else. I don't know what they are.
1: You know, it's interesting. It seems like a lot of people from our generation, and I shouldn't say a lot of people because I have a lot of friends having kids right now. But it seems like on average, though, like less people are having kids, Mm -hmm. which is I don't think I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing or not. Um, because it's going to be interesting in like the next 20, 30 years, like if we don't have a young generation, who's going to take care of the old people, you know what I mean? Who's going <laughs> to yeah. take care of us when we're old? Cause the old people are, we're, we're not having nearly as many kids as, you know, even I mean, past right. generations. Yeah. I mean,
0: for sure. I mean, my parents had three, everyone I knew is like an only child was a kind of a rare thing. Right. Yeah. Like no, no kids was even rarer. Um, I think the whole aging thing is going to be interesting, regardless with our generation. Because really, I think about I see I'm working with a lot of older people now, and yeah. it's interesting. Whenever I go to like a CrossFit class or do a workout, I'm like, man, the people that I see now, the old people, have never ever ever even done like a tenth of what I'm doing right now. Right. You know, and that makes me feel pretty good about myself, but also it's going to be interesting to see how we age because a lot of our generation is woke to that fitness and shit. So
1: trying to like uh, reduce toxic intakes of foods and yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I I wonder though, if we are sort of involved in that community. So we think that that's sort of the norm. You know what I mean? Like that, those are the people that we sort of Mm. interact with because I, I know plenty of people that still, eat a lot yeah. of toxic shit and you yeah. know what i mean so mm-hmm. who no- I mean, who knows uh, who
0: knows yeah yeah who knows but
1: mm. yeah that's like i said my my mind has been on some environmentally friendly uh <laughs> stuff which led me to those articles and yeah i mean t- and talking about like the toxic foods and there's a lot to unpack there and we've sorted of, we've talked a lot about that in the podcast before but mm-hmm. Um, it's it's something that, like, again, when I go to work and I'm I'm eating lunch with people at work, most of these people are still eating fast food and still eating like pretty toxic stuff. And, uh, you know what I mean, like it's still, I think it's more prevalent than we give it credit for, because again, we're embedded sort of in like the woke food culture. I get my food from a farm that I can go and pet the cows at mm-hmm. and they're happy and I can pick up the chickens and then eat them. You know what I mean? Like meet your pet, meat, meet your, I mean, that's not like, that's not what the majority of people do at this point. They still, they go to the store, they buy the mass produced, poorly treated shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause it's cheaper to do that. So anyway, mm-hmm. I don't want to get on too much of my high horse about that, but fun, yeah. people get on yeah. board with it. Regenerative yeah. agriculture is just so important,
0: and that's like, I mean, there's levels to this shit, right? So there's, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're trying to preach that to someone who's not even at a level of buying their own food and cooking yeah. their own food, right? Then they're like, dude, fuck you. True. Good I don't point. even. I don't. What are you even talking about? Right. What the hell, What is regenerative? What is that word? I can mean? just go to McDonald's. I don't care. Yeah. Like this is food is food. Yeah. But if you tell them to go just buy a chicken breast and put some salt and pepper on it and put it on a grill and okay. Then maybe in like six months you can have a talk with them about even better chicken breast, you know? True.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's so. uh it goes back. Like everything's really polarizing right now. It's hard to share opinions without like people getting really defensive about something. Cause everyone has an opinion and they all think that they're right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause yeah. we've, we've all kind of lived in our silos now for the last like, you know, year and a half, two years. I tell you what this is a whole another topic that I don't know if we're going to get into today but the covid-19 like quarantine and then sort of societal sort of shutdown from there I think has actually done more damage than we have any idea about as far as how people interact and what the majority I'm and this is the majority I'm not saying like people who understand like having genuine connection and and all that type of stuff I'm talking like the majority of The way connection looks now the way that people can communicate i think that it's really like stunted the growth and the the ability to do those things and it's gonna Mm. be it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out in the next i'm gonna say like the next decade really because we won't be able to see the results of that past that for now
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah that was crazy Where'd that come from?
1: You're going to say something else. I've been, I've been thinking about this a lot. So like um, with the, I think, what was it? It was New York city. The mayor of New York city started. Uh, it was, a it's a mandate that now you have to walk around with your vaccination card. You can't go in restaurants. You can't go in gyms. You can't go anywhere. That's a public place. Really? Unless you have proof of vaccination. Mm -hmm. Um, that's something that started. And then, um, we got a mandate from the state of Michigan that said, even if you're vaccinated, you have to wear a mask inside of like the work trucks. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck was the point of getting vaccinated then? Like, so it's, it, this is where I'm going with this. At what point do people say like, okay, enough is enough. Because at first you said get vaccinated and then you can go back to normal. And then it's like, oh, well get vaccinated and then, like, wear a mask sometimes, and then get vaccinated and walk around with your passport, because if you don't, then you can't do this shit. At what point mm-hmm. is it, like, okay, seriously, like, I don't need mommy and daddy telling me how to live my life. At a, you know, I don't know. That's just kind of how it feels right now. Mm-hmm. Um And I know that you and I have mostly in-line views of the vaccination and COVID and whatever, but, like, this is really sort of at at this point, it's really grinding along, and it's like we're doing more harm than good, in my opinion. I don't know, like like a, it was just talking about like the emotional and uh social stunting that we're experiencing with people. I don't know if this is beneficial anymore. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I really don't.
0: Yeah, I can see that, and the thing where I'm at with it now, yeah, that's kind of crazy to carry around your vaccination card, like that feels weird and again
1: um, this is a stupid comparison but like it's like in Nazi Germany they made you carry around an identification card to show that you weren't a jew you know what yeah. I mean like that type that's and, and that comparison gets made a lot by people who oppose vaccinations and whatever and I'm not saying that like I believe that but i what i am saying is like at a certain point we the whole beauty of being especially an American citizen is like this society is built on freedom people should be free to choose what they want to do. And like like I chose to get the vaccination because I was it was like, okay, well, you get your vaccine. You don't have to wear a mask anymore. Don't worry about social distancing. But like now it's like the next step is, well, you got to do this sometimes. And actually, you know, even if you're vaccinated, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you can still carry it. It's little. Yeah, it's like little stepping stones to, you know, what do we have to do next? Even if we do all this other shit. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. I don't know. That's it sounds sort of conspiracy theorist, but like I'm starting to kind of push back really hard against it. And it's like, no, this is ridiculous. I'm not like I played the game for like, you know. A year and a half. And I'm sort of done playing the game. And the thing that I it's also driving me not like people's relationships are failing because of this. Like uh, I have people that. Don't want to come to the wedding because they know that non vaccinated people are going to be there. And it's mm-hmm. like, I respect that decision. Like, I may not agree with it and I may not like it. I respect it and whatever. It's not worth getting in a fight over, but it kind of shows me where they might stand. Like, this is a once in a lifetime event, and um, you know, you're choosing not to be there because you're afraid of COVID 19. Fair enough not going to make a big deal about it, but it also in the back of my mind, it's kind of like, a, all right, I, I guess that's, I see where we stand. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I know that. I mean, it sounds, it's, it feels dumb saying that, but that's just how it feels. And I'm, that's just where it's at.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The original thing was to, to not let hospitals get overrun. That was the reason for the lockdowns. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of what we're seeing is, and we're have a huge disconnect because for the first time in most of our lives, we're seeing like our lives being affected by science in real time. So all of this thing, all these things have been developing. And now like this, these variants that we don't know if they're more harmful or not, or like how transmissible they are. Yeah. We know nothing all, all of, all of these things are happening in real time and there's no hype. All it is is hypothesis. There's no, there's no definitive answer on how this, what the fuck's going on? So I can see that side of it. But the whole point of the lockdowns and everything was to make sure hospitals aren't overrun. Yeah, Um, And so far in Fresno, I think it's numbers like 99% of the people that are in the hospital right now are unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. Um, So we, we just got a mandate healthcare workers have to be vaccinated or have a weekly COVID test done, um, which I get. Uh, But yeah, it's, well, like I don't universities
1: know. are requiring they so they are requiring you to be vaccinated to even attend the school, and you have to wear a mask when you're there. But like, wait, if we were if if we were told that being vaccinated is is you know like every, you're safe or that's yeah. ba- I mean that's basically the narrative that we've been given. Then why are you allowed to re- like you are you're not like I think one of my coworkers reached out to where they were going to school and said, what if you don't, what what if you're not vaccinated and what if you don't plan on getting the vaccination? Then, then the school's response was, we suggest you seek education elsewhere. (laughs) And I was like, are you kidding me? Like what, (laughs) what, (laughs) I mean, I guess good for you for standing by what you believe in, but shit, like that's all right,
0: (laughs) man. Fuck universities. Anyway. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, yeah. But still that, I mean, it's, that's the whole point. Like that's, yeah. it's just, that's what I'm talking about. It's yeah. the, it's, it's the progression of things that as it's they've
0: been, it's been insanely polarizing and it's mostly political.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that that's why it's hard to, it's hard to get wrapped up into either way because some, again, you, like you're, like you're saying, it's polarizing. People are really passionate on both sides, but yeah. it's like, at a certain point like just fucking let me live my life yeah you know what I mean
0: <laughs> like, and I, and I have faith that this is gonna pass just looking at history like the, the same exact shit went down with the Spanish flu right, right. that lasted about two years mm-hmm. people fish and fucking rioted about face mm-hmm. masks then yeah. Uh, and yeah we didn't have vaccination cards back then but though it's a different world today too where everything's a record is kept of everything. Right. Um, and you know that's it's. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I just have faith that we'll we'll be back to ho- normal, but not normal. Um, this is not the way. This isn't forever. Nothing is forever.
1: Yeah. I I think that, like I said, like going back to to the rugby tournament, like it was, it felt normal and it felt yeah. good. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Because people say like, oh, this is just the new normal. It's like, nah, it's not really like. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, like come on, don't be dumb. Like this isn't yeah. the way life should be lived. And it's just it's just right. not. Um right. so I think I yeah, it's been it's definitely something that I've been thinking about and not I've been sort of processing through the thoughts, but I know everybody has their opinions and everyone thinks what they want to think, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I think that's where I'm at with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think if we, if we learned anything from this conversation, go out, buy a tree, plant a tree and do a pollinator garden and use some eco-friendly, you know, be as friendly to our mother earth as you can. Cause there's only one of her and we have to make the best of it. That's, that's also where my head has been is like, man, everything's in the shit we should try to like make something better, you know? <laughs>
0: I think, I think that's true though. Like when everything seems shitty, it's almost like you and I, and at least, yeah, you and I and like other people too, is like, you go back to simplicity. Like what's something simple that I can do that I can control? Yeah. Build a campfire, chop some wood, just sit by it, make some food, homemade food. Reconnect
1: like, with the things that are like, cause on the big internet sphere, a lot of that stuff, you know, that's all far away and yeah, it's you can't do anything about it.
0: Uncontrollable. And most of it's fucking hypothetical and political. Yeah.
1: Right. Or it's other people's. Yeah. It's like other people's opinion. Yeah, that, that, exactly. So yeah, yeah, like you said,
0: shit just gets out. shared and anything you remotely might agree with or aligns with your view becomes yeah. true on it. And it's, un- right. it's just garbage. And honestly, the only thing I've been on is Reddit. I just fucking can't do anything else. It's, I never thought I'd be affected by it like that, yeah. but like it's affected a lot of how I've have felt the past eight months, especially yeah. where I just like, I can't do that anymore to myself.
1: <laughs> I was just talking to Connor today about, we were talking about like growth and focus, trying to find things that inspire and motivate right now. Um, because I felt like the last couple of months, especially... Like I'm motivated to go to and do training. I'm motivated to to continue to be healthy. But as far as like the knowledge growth and the mindset growth, like I have felt like all I want to do is read Lord of the Rings and I want to mm-hmm. sort of escape a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which yeah. I think there's something to be said about that. Yeah. Um, like I don't know, man. Like this, the, the reality <laughs> of things right now are just tough. Yeah. And I want to enjoy like just diving into a different place for a little bit.
0: That's so true. Ever since I even remember having a conversation with Connor last year, like maybe over two years ago where I was like, I don't really like fiction books. Like if I'm reading a book, I want to be like self-development and I want to learn something Mm for the past eight months. I've been like, I cannot sink into like anything like that right now. Yeah. Like I need to read the Hobbit. I need to read something that's like just chill, enjoyable and takes me away somewhere else. Yeah, um, I, I think yep. that's 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 totally good and fine. Um, it's almost like go always go back to this analogy that I read once. Um, so you picture a bow and arrow, and you're pulling back the string, and the arrow's in the bow. Right, you're pulling it back. Mm-hmm. So if life's ever pulling you back, it's just getting ready to launch you into something even better. And that's kind of how uh, I've personally felt past eight months and kind of everyone i feel like has felt that to some degree is just being bogged down (laughs) and feeling down you know like the uh, analogy too of like a seed being planted and it's dark and it's fucking scary you don't know what's going to go on but eventually this is not forever eventually you'll bloom again and uh so that's yeah i think in in the simpler you can go reading a book to get away or Mm -hmm. fucking camping or doing just getting away from that bullshit it helps
1: yeah I uh I'm proud to say I I'm almost 30, but I'm proud to say that I am like three chapters away from finishing Fellowship of the Ring. And I've man, it's been so good too. Now that I understand a lot of you know what they're talking about and I can immerse into it. Yeah. Man, it's so good. So good.
0: I should try it again. I haven't tried reading it since early twenties. Yeah.
1: You I would I don't know what has clicked this time. I don't know if it's because I've been listening to the Prancing Pony podcast that goes and and sort of breaks down every chapter or Mm -hmm. what, but, like, just the ability to connect to it and see, like, some of the deeper themes and character progression. And, man, it's just been great. It's been really, really good. When I sit down and actually read and make the time to do it, I read a lot, and I'm, like, I'm there. You know what I mean? I put some, like... I put the, uh, on YouTube, they have like ambient music Mm -hmm. and, um, there's a channel that does Lord of the Rings ambient music and you put that on and you open that book and it's like, I, I remember specifically, I was reading today where they go into the, they're exploring the minds of Moria and they're trying to get through and you probably know exactly the theme I'm thinking of, but when they, when they, when Gandalf lights up his staff and they're in the big halls of. Moria like the great city of the dwarves mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the music that comes on like this big orchestral like dramatic scene before they find Balin's tomb and mm-hmm. I was reading that that portion while that theme was playing and I was like I was there dude it was yeah. it was great <laughs> funny how that works ain't it? yeah your brain is just like boom this yeah. is it this is bliss right here <laughs> yeah, that's cool yeah,
0: man. One of the most peaceful things I've seen in the past couple months was that Snapchat you sent me of a campfire in yeah. a book. I was like, "Damn, dude!" Was I, I was like, "There was so much." In my mind, I was like, "Damn, that's so much green." Because mm-hmm. everything's dry, like dead and dry out here. It's just fucking. Oh yeah, man, I need some yeah. green.
1: That so was, like, yeah. having that, it was the campfire, and then I had some. Lord of the Rings music and I was reading fellowship and sitting in a chair by it. Oh man, that was yeah, special. I was, that was like the dream come true right there. Basically. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, let, let's carry that throughout the week. And uh, I think we should wrap this conversation up. Babe. Yeah.
1: We've covered a lot of, we've covered a lot of stuff That's for sure. T- some highs t- and some lows uh-huh. some peaks and some valleys and yeah, feels feels good to end it here.
0: Good. All right. Well, As always, be good and remember what's. uh, what do we remember today, Corey?
1: You're not going to make me do it, are you?
0: (laughs) Do what, man? What are you talking about?
1: What? Discover the warrior within?
0: Yeah. What do warriors
1: discover when they look within?
0: (laughs) That you can do something when you...
1: You can pee-pee with no poo-poo, but you can't.
0: Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. (laughs) All right. Until next week.